Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello, folks. I'm Alvin Williams, and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. With me, as always, is my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh, yes, yeah, right a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post a- Hello, Fran. How are you? Doing pretty good, man. It's a beautiful day out. Lovely. So I'm in, a, I'm in a good mood today. I can't blame you for that. Yeah, I have my uh, coffee. Yes. Shout outs to uh, Sierra for this. Fresh from the coffee yes, bar uh-huh. that we've installed in our home. Uh-huh. She really wanted to, wanted you to know that when, when you got here. As soon as I walked through the door. Yes. Yes. She's very excited about that. <laughs> um, Fran, before I get into, actually, you know, how are you doing? Let's get, because I got some stuff. I'm doing good, you man. Call, you caused a big commotion last Did week I? and we need, to, we need to discuss some things. But how are you doing before we get into I'm all I'm doing that? great. Like I said, I'm in a great mood. <clears throat> the weather is beautiful out. Yeah. It's my type of weather, I should say. Hoodie weather. Yes. Yes. A, li- a nice light hoodie will get you through. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of this type of weather as well. Yeah, so uh, but it, other than that, I'm doing fine. How, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm a little uh, shaken. Every time we go into this whole conspiracy theory that you have, we get the entire kind of gambit of your disciples and your sycophants, the, the Fran star worshipers, mm. come through and, you know, defend you. The Fran Vengers, if you will. Yeah. They come through and say, Alvin, you're crazy. Fran's right. He knows all. Why don't you shut up? You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And um, so I got a couple emails I wanted to read. This email is from a lovely lady named Michelle B. Mm -hmm. Okay. She sent us a message saying, hi there. I began listening more recently, and I love how you guys do the true crime comedy thing. Uh A very big laugh this week when Alvin said he wanted to be a tree and then declared, I am Groot, which, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what I want to be in my afterlife. And I thought that you were stepping on that. So I just wanted wanted to make that declaration. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she said, I just wanted to let Fran know if he hasn't already read it, that Ray Bradbury has an amazing short story called Pillar of Fire about a world of hundreds, a world hundreds of years from now where all of the graveyards have been dug up and reused for space. Mm hmm. That's a very simple summary because there's so much more, but I think it would be, it would fit ni- in nicely with his theory about graves. Yeah. So her recommendation for you would be to read a short story 
called Pillar of Fire. Okay. The very important part in there is short, which means I think you'll read it because, it, you know. Yeah, I, especially if they have some type of audio version. Yeah, oh, man. With dramatic, like fucking uh, Anthony Hopkins is reading yeah. it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, big time. This one is a little more, you know, it's 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 more it's more love for you. Okay. There is no there is no love that that comes my way. Okay. When when uh the graveyard topic comes up. Um this is a message from a woman named Lindsay M. Mm-hmm. She said, "I love the podcast and I love how it's coming out of Baltimore as a Maryland girl myself." Shout cool. out to you. Yeah. I was listening to yesterday's episode to Ghoul for medical school and I have to tell you Fran's theory is right. You used to have to pay tax taxes on the dead in Guadalajara, Mexico. Mm. If your family didn't pay taxes on your graves, they disinterred you. They literally ev- evicted you from your final resting place. Here's a link to a wiki article about the story. And I read the story and yes, it is about these mummies. They would dig these bodies up. They would be, you know, petrified and aged and then, the people who worked at the graveyard started charging people a few pesos mm-hmm. to actually look look at the bodies that they had evicted from the graves. Now, this is one incident, okay? And this stopped by the 1970s, right? It still was a thing. Actually, by 1958, it was done. And it was in Mexico. It still was a thing, though. Okay, but that wasn't... The main point isn't... Whatever, man. Listen. But why do you think my these ideas are so far-fetched? I don't understand that. It's not the ideas themselves. It's where you go with it. Okay. I can, I can get on board with, you know, them digging up some graves and playing some trickery at a graveyard. People get caught doing that kind of stuff. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Your original hypothesis. I want people to remember that because you get caught with all this trickery, other people coming in and giving you actual stories and stuff like that. You originally said on this podcast, there are no bodies in graveyards. That's what you said. Not okay. there's other bodies. And see, that's the thing. You say this thing, and now people have turned it into this thing that makes it sound like you're right. You no. said there were no bodies in graveyards. You don't believe that there's bodies down there. Not there's I don't other believe, bodies no, 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 there no, no, that no, 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 aren't no, no. the people whose names no, are on the graves. What and, I said. No, you I said, said that. That's I what said, you said. I said there are not. What I thought I said That's is not, I, if, yeah, Tell me what you thought you what said. What I thought I said was none of, none of the original bodies that were there are there now. No, that's not what you said. That's what it's turned into now, no. which because now makes you right in some kind of way. But you originally said no. on no, this no. mic that there are no bodies in graveyard. I just don't believe that there's bodies down there. That's what I you think, said. I think you're delusional, and I know what I said because I was here when I said it. So. I don't even know how to right. fight that logic that you just said. Yeah. I was here when you said it, too. How am I not But you right? heard it wrong, though. Okay. If I'm able to find the clip, it'll be played right here. No. It'll be played right here. I'm not giving you permission as the cause of the podcast <laughs> for you to put that clip up. <laughs> uh, shout out to those two lovely ladies. Thank you for sending in those submissions. We appreciate it. Yeah. Even though it uh, it, it, it enables this this, true. this behavior from Fran. It's and, it, true. and it's not healthy to just let, let him walk around and thinking he knows all and he's right and all this it's not healthy. So you only enable those things. And if that's what you want to do, if that's the kind of people that you are, that's fine. That's fine. And I accept you for who you are, mm-hmm. Michelle and Lindsay. Thank you for your submissions. Yeah. Um, friend, I want to move on because I wanted to talk about a pretty fucking crazy story that I heard over the week. Right. It's about this guy named Melvin Martin Jr. Have you heard about this guy? No. Um, so Melvin Martin Jr. is accused of killing his ex-girl or killing his girlfriend and bringing some of her dismi- dismembered body parts 
on a five-hour Greyhound bus trip. Mm. Okay. So a Kentucky man is accused of murdering his girlfriend before bringing suitcases filled with her dismembered body parts with him on an interstate bus ride to visit his mother. The mother of Melvin Martin Jr., who's 30 years old, not the mother of Tom, uh, Melvin. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he's he's seven. Let's see. No, he's 30 years old. Uh, he uh, alleged she allegedly discovered some of his girlfriend's remains in his luggage on last Tuesday as he was visiting them in Markham, Illinois. Uh, Markham Police Chief Terry White told WBBM TV that Martin brought with him a few bags and there was a foul odor coming from the bags. Despite packing multiple bags, he kept asking relatives to borrow clothing. Mm -hmm. So the suitcases were just filled with her body parts. He there were no clothes in them. Wow. So like, man, you came here with like five suitcases, man. Why yeah. do you keep me borrowing my shirts? Uh, long story, man. You know, you know, and just move on or whatever. Uh, but when, you know, I guess after a couple of times of doing this, his mother got curious as to why he didn't have any clothes with him, but had all these suitcases. Yeah. Uh, Martin's mother opened up one of the pieces of luggage while Martin was out only to allegedly make a gruesome discovery. Hit. Oh, more than that. Oh, uh, she contacted the police after the discovery. Um, what she said was once she, so she opened the bag. This is very motherly of her. I think she just was, you know, but, you so wanna... it was the order that, that. Caused her to I think it was a combination of everything. Okay. The bat, the room that he's staying in smells. He keeps needing to borrow clothes. He's fidgety. All these kinds. Of, oh, don't touch my bag. You know. Oh, you yeah. got a charger in there, cuz? No, don't go in my bag. Uh, uh, I don't have chargers in there. Yeah. All of those things culminated in his mother being like, "Let me check and see what's in here." Oh my God, body parts. She took him. She took him to the library. Like she left the house. So she mm -hmm. took him to a, on a drive in a very motherly way. Like took him to a private area. She took him to a library parking lot, and she said, uh, "She said, let me see what's inside the suitcase." Um, that's what she told the 911 dispatcher. Um, inside the suitcase, she found the victim's head and other remains were mm. found in the other bags. Yeah. However, it only added up to be about half of her. The victim is believed to be Martin's 31-year-old girlfriend, who has not, been, not yet been identified, which I respect. Um, during an interview, Martin allegedly instructed investigators in Kentucky. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, instructed investigators in Kentucky where to find the rest of his girlfriend. A torso was retrieved in a park on Wednesday as a mm. result of the information that he gave. A possible motive for the killings has not been disclosed, though White did offer some insight into what into why Martin allegedly traveled with parts of the victim. He indicated that as a gro as grotesque as it might sound, that he still wanted to be with her, at least part of her. Wow. That was his reasoning. Now was the body parts in like plastic baggies or I don't I don't. I would imagine he put them, wrapped them up in something before yeah. putting them in the suitcase, and not just put them in the suitcase yeah. just as is. But I don't have the full details okay. on that because this is a fresh story. Yeah. Now, since then, this happened last week. This story broke um, on September seventeenth. Since then, uh, one of his ex girlfriends has come out and said he once held me captive, mm. and that's when I broke up with him. And she's like, I called my mom as soon as the story came out, and she said, like, that could have been you. Yeah. So this dude has. Had signs of an unstable person, and everybody just kind of went, oh, he's just a little bit off. And then one day he went a little too far. Not a yeah. little. He went a lot too far. Yeah. But um, I'll be keeping up with that story as the details emerge. I mean, I don't know what else could really be um, gained from that other than, you know, the information on the justice that's received and the family, you know, getting whatever uh, semblance of justice that they need. But Jesus, man, uh, chopped her the hell up. Yeah. Um. In other news, I don't really know. Well, in other news, rest in peace to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I want to say that, mm -hmm. um, you know, we live in this country and 
you kind of take your rights for granted and Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying as much as when remember when uh when it's a it's a it's not a really much of a comparison but it is to me that's where my head goes when Chadwick Boseman died the night he died we kind of just tempered everybody of going hey man listen we're not going to talk about the Black Panther 2 and who's going to recap that's not the time for this who gives a shit about that right now somebody died mm. in the case of Ruth Bader Ginsburg that whole thing started happening immediately because her Supreme Court seat is now vacated and that has big implications for this country. Mm -hmm. The Supreme Court makes rulings on the everyday things that affect people, gay marriage, abortion rights, civil liberties, all these kind of things. And now that seat being vacated, depending on who fills that seat, there's a lot of fear that um, abortion could be uh, uh, rolled back to being illegal. Mm -hmm. And because that's something that the Republican and conservative community has been coming for for a long time. And so there's a lot of implications with that seat being vacated. So I know there's a lot of people listening to this who are feeling fear, fearful right now, but I have a, I just feel like things are going to work out the way that they should. And I have a history of saying things like that on this podcast and then they go completely wrong, but I don't really know what else to say. I don't want to be on here being gloom and doom today. So I just want to be as optimistic as possible and say, you know, rest in peace, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She wanted her seat to be filled with a, after a new president has been selected and none of that matters if Donald Trump gets elected again. So if you don't want that to happen, register to vote and go out and make a difference. If that's, if that's not the future that you want to see, because there might be some people listening who think that's awesome and that's fine too. But if that's the future that that's not the future that you want to see register, go out and vote, get it done early and, you know, let, you know, let democracy run its course. Um, anyway, with that being said, friend, we got some more celebration to do. Okay, we got we got some more celebrating to do. More? We got some more celebrating to do. This is this is a short celebration, but it's still a celebration. You know, this is uh, we are at currently on our Patreon. We are at 110 patrons. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to every single one of y'all. Yeah, but specifically, we're gonna go ahead and shout out a specific few of y'all. All right, friend, let's get into these shout outs, man. Okay. First off, we're going to start with a big-ass shout-out to the wonderful Amanda T., okay? Amanda, we appreciate you becoming a patron. You're an awesome person, and you're, you have the spirit of a, of a liger. We respect you, and we appreciate you. <laughs> Next up, we got Tessa F. Again, we're not doing the last name thing. I don't want to get anybody arrested. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got my mother, D. Facey. Shout-out to you, my Shout mom. Shout-out to moms. Use my mom's full name. I know that <laughs> all of her prior uh, 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 court mishaps are under under control. She was found not guilty. Yeah. Shout out to my mom, and I say Shout her whole full name. Uh, who else we got on here? We got Bethany S. Shout out to you, Bethany. We appreciate you very much so. Uh, who else we got on here? We got uh, Hannah Knight. Much what? love. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey, Hannah K. We, hey, hey, Hannah. Hey, all love, Hannah. Much appreciated. <laughs> I tried to stop it. It was too late. <laughs> Up next, we got Annette O. Shout out to you, Annette O, man. Much love. We really yeah. appreciate you. We got Trish M. Shout Trish. out to you, Trish M. Uh, we got Cindy P. Cindy P is a member of the Facebook group. She's uh, very shows much love. Very supportive. Shout out to Cindy Shout P. Out. Uh, who else we got in here? We got Kel S. Shout out to Kel S. I, I think that's uh, short for something, the Kel part. But uh, you know, you know who you are, Kel S. Shout out to you. Uh, who else we got on here? Oh, we got Tanya Lope, Tanya L. Shout yeah, out to man. 
<laughs> you can't help yourself. Shout out to you, Tanya L. And when I see a name, I want to read the name, man. Uh, was, uh, who else we got? We got Giselle V. Shout okay. out to you, Giselle, Giselle V. I like Much love. Yeah, Giselle, man. That's what Tom Brady's married to. Yeah, the yep, goat. The model. Yep. Uh, Agnes. Shout out to you, Agnes, Agnes. C. Much love. Uh, I think that was Cease. Was that Matilda's dad's name? Agnes. I think so. Something like that. Agnes. 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 Agathis. That's not Agnes. 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 You guys know yeah. all the Matilda stands out there. You know who I'm talking about. Maybe it's Agnes. Maybe it's not. But shout out to you, <laughs> Agnes. Uh, who else we got on here? Uh, we got Janae Gray. Shout out to oh, Jesus. I didn't say the whole thing. I didn't say the whole thing. That's not her name. That's not her name. Janae G. Shout out to you, Janae G. All love. Much love. And, and we appreciate the support. Uh, up next, we got Joy A. We love Joy A, man. Much love. Thank you for the support. I think Joy is an... Uh, she's from a, a different region of the world. I okay. believe. I'm not 100% certain, but shout out to you, Joy. Who else we got on here? We got uh, Josie D. Shout out to Josie, Josie. D, man. That's a good, great rap name. Mm -hmm. Josie D. I, I, I fuck with that name, and I fuck with you, and, and thank you for fucking with us. Yes. Who else we got on here? We got Jezebel. Shout out to Jezebel. Much love. And we appreciate you joining our Patreon and supporting us. It is, mm -hmm. it is, it is more appreciated than you could ever really truly know. Thank you. Who else we got on here? We got anybody else on here? We got anybody else on here? It's not it because there's one more, but I want to make sure there's not one more before one more. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes, that looks like that's it. And if it's not, then my mistake. Now I'm gonna fade out because this is important. Um. We got one person who we missed, and they listened, and they listened, and they listened, and they, and they didn't hear and they let their you name. Have it, huh? and they, yeah, they let me have it. And this is a person who's been around for a while. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, this person uh, was a participant in one of our original sticker contests. She's been around for quite some time. Okay. And I never want an OG affirminator to feel slighted in any kind of way. Nope. So this is a very specific yes. and intentional shout out to Alyssa Turtle. Okay, shout out oh, to you, Alyssa Turtle. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. How yeah. did you miss that? That's my bad. I'm blaming that's that on, on you. That's on me. Yep. That's on me, and I take full blame for that. Yeah. But th th it was, you it, should. It was not intended to be that way. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you, Alyssa. You yes, know, you know, it's all love, and, and, and thank you for the support this whole time, and, and we appreciate you uh, sticking with us on this journey. Now, Fran. Yes. Uh, I recently released a trailer to get people ready for what's about to come their way. People are excited. Uh, we've both been training. We've both been getting prepared, getting limber, and you. You people can expect the video because it's not just going to be. I want to let people know you're what you're expecting is not what it's going to be. So it's going to take a little bit of time for us to put out a quality product. And but you can expect the wet ass podcast challenge to be released within the next 10 days or yeah. so. Why do people think I'm, I'm back and I'm a back out for some reason? Well, cause you're friend, man. You're too cool. You're too cool for school. Everybody think I'm bagging you don't, out. You don't want to bust it wide open on the floor. All these kind of things. People don't expect these things from you. I think yeah. it's gonna really catch people off guard. I've seen a friend. Fran has been in the gym. Fran has been putting in the work. Yeah. Fran has been getting limber, and he's been working on the choreography. And I think he's gonna blow a lot of people's minds. So just really be excited for that, folks, and and expect that as soon as possible. Okay. And I think you you guys really aren't ready for it, but it's coming your way. And with that being said, man, uh, as as always, whenever we do shout outs, there's no music. So um, there is a song that I would like to promote without playing, though. It's this song I heard. It's it's become my other favorite 2020 anthem. It's called uh, F2020. Uh, it is a great, hilarious song. 
and it kind of once again sub- sums up my feelings of this year. It's by Avenue Beat. It's F2020, literally the letter F and then 2020. It's a great song. It's a fun little silly pop song, and I enjoy it. So while we take this little quick break, if you want to pause and listen to the song, and when we come back, we're going to get into this fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back. Fran, I'm doing something a little different this week, okay? Uh, Last night, we were doing some recording for our Patreon episode of Serial and Serial, and it brought about some emotions. We were watching, uh, we watched uh, Class Action Park, mm-hmm. great documentary that I recommend to people. And the episode for that will be coming out in October. Uh, and it, as I stated on the podcast, it was a tough watch for me, but I got through. Mm-hmm. And that led to some ridicule from you and Sierra, but that's fine. We won't yeah. get into that here. But I decided to come in today and defend my stance of roller coasters and, 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 and action park rides and, and, and all those sorts of things. Okay. okay? My affirmative murder, this story is about a boy, (laughs) a young boy who grew up and just didn't want to ride rides. You, a young boy didn't want to ride rides and experience nothing but ridicule and laughter for years. And today I'm here for vindication and justification. I'm here to tell the world and you mm-hmm. who represent the world because you were some, one of those people who ridiculed that young boy. Yeah. I'm here to tell you and explain to you and give you examples of reasons why people shouldn't ride roller coasters. Okay? Mm-hmm. My affirmative murder-esque story this week is titled Roller Coaster More Like Roller No Sir. Uh, okay? okay? Now, My source is a website called Mm nolo.com, and I will begin. Amusement park rides, such as roller coasters, water slides, bumper cars, spinning rides, and the like, cause thousands of injuries each year. Everything ranging, ranging from cuts and bruises to broken bones and severe head trauma. The most serious theme park ride mishaps can even result in death. According to the Federal Consumer Product Safety Commission, or the CPSC, very respected organization that looks out for the American public and the world public when they can't look out for themselves because they want to get cheap thrills. Mm -hmm. In 2006, approximately 8,800 people were injured on amusement park rides. Um, Say say that again. What part? The number? Yes, the number. The shocking number? Mm -hmm. Sure. In 2006... Approximately 8,800 people were injured in, on amusement park rides. Okay. These statistics reflect only the injuries that are considered an, uh, serious enough to require emergency room treatment. So it doesn't even uh, include like lacerations or maybe head trauma that wasn't severe enough to result in bleeding and somebody goes home and is, ends up having a concussion yes. and doesn't wake up. Those things happen. Okay. Oh, I'm fine. I just hit my head on a little pipe. I'm okay, though. I don't need to go to the hospital. Go home, and you fucking go to sleep casually, and they end up in a coma. I'm sure that's happened. I don't have any examples of that today, but I'm sure it has happened. I will continue. Uh, Yeah, so based on them only being, the 8,800 only being tallying those results that were serious enough to result in going to an emergency room, these total numbers of injuries are most likely even higher. An additional 3,600 people were injured on inflatable amusement park rides, such as inflatable slides and moon bounces. And another 3,100 were hurt on public water slides. Children. Okay. Children, Fran. 
Children represent about one half of those injured by amusement park rides. With kids between 10 and 14 years old, an age that I was at when I received ridicule from you. Mm -hmm. Children between 10 and 14 year old, 10 and 14 years old, sustain the most injuries of any age group, which is 17.9% of the, of all reported injuries. Children, Fran, children are also the victims in three quarters of those accidents where riders fall or are forcefully ejected from the amusement park ride. Children, these rides are killing and hurting children, Fran, the babies. From 1987 to 2000, 51 people were killed on amusement park rides. The biggest culprits were roller coasters. Mm -hmm. 16 deaths they caused. Okay. And whirling rides caused 11 of those deaths. Some of the most common causes of roller coaster deaths, you may ask, and injuries as well, mechanical failures of the ride. For example, you know that nervous, excited feeling that you get as the roller coaster creeps up that track to the top point, slowly climbing to the top of the ride? It's that calm before the thrilling blur of speed, tight turns, and 360-degree loops. Now imagine how terrifying it would be if that lift chain pulling your car to the summit malfunctioned and sent the car careening backward. That's exactly what happened on April 20th, 1997, 10 days before my birthday, at Bell's Amusement Park in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The day visitors packed the car for a special 25 cent per ride promotion. That sounds like a very safe ride. Ooh, 25 what, cents. What year was this? 1997. That wasn't even that long ago. MTV was still popular. 1997. When, when was this park closed? I'll get to it. Okay. Because it does result in the closing okay. after the story I'm about yeah, to tell. Yeah, I bet. Mm -hmm. uh, in 1997 at Bell's Amusement Park in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a popular attraction was called the Wildcat Roller Coaster, mm -hmm. which had been testing Tolson's nerves since 1974. As one of the ride's cars reached the top of the highest hill, it stalled out, and a safety device meant to keep it from sliding backward failed. The car slipped 45 feet backward down the track and slammed into another car, ejecting a 14-year-old boy and killing him. Mm -hmm. Six other people were injured. State investigators ultimately determined that Bells had replaced a plastic part of the anti-rollback device with a material that was not even uh, approved by the, by the manufacturers of the part. While the victim's family negotiated a financial settlement, uh, criminal charges were eventually dropped. And Bell's Park closed in 2006. Okay. A little less than a decade later. Okay. That's just one example of, I have many more. When was, when did this park open? I don't know when you it opened. Know? It had been around since at least 1974. Okay. It closed right. in 2006. And this was, died. and this was a, a, a mistake on maintenance part. It was a mistake on maintenance's part. Yes. Okay. All right. They were cutting corners and doing things. That's, that's what you're doing when you go to these parks. You're putting your lives in the hands of people you don't know who human error happens all the time, which I yeah. will get to some more and I will continue. Okay. Uh, but by far one of the worst incidents of ride malfunctions happened at the big dipper at Battersea park in London, England. One late afternoon in May 30th, 1972, 31 people climbed aboard the roller coaster for a few minutes of heart pounding fun. 
Oh, some of that heart-pounding fun that you love, friend. The thrills and the rides and, oh, man, the, oh, uh, the, you know, oh, I could die. That's the thrill of it all. Mm-hmm. Okay? These 31 people climbed aboard a roller coaster that day for that same thrill that you like, that fake thrill. It's like, oh, man, it's, it's simulated uh, uh, fear. It's, it's all fun. It's on a track. Nothing can go wrong on the track. Let me continue. Okay? Instead of uh, heart-pounding fun and excitement, it turned to terror as the lift chain prematurely released at the top of the first incline, sending the cars plummeting backward down the hill and into a turn. The train derailed, killing five children and injuring 13 others. Mm-hmm. Five children, friend, and the cart came off the track. 13 others were injured. In the aftermath of this accident, the park manager and the coaster's engineer were charged with manslaughter, though they were cleared at the trial. But the accident was the beginning of the end for the coaster and the park. The Big Dipper was closed and demolished soon after the tragedy, and the fun fair shut its doors in 1974. Another park closed after some accident happens because people aren't meant to be doing these things. Okay. Another cause of uh, rider death and accidents can come from passenger misuse or failure to follow instructions. Who fault is that? It's the roller coaster's fault because they shouldn't no. exist. No. But if you want to put the blame on somebody and blame a victim. And blame a victim. For not following if you want instructions. Victim, if you want a victim blame, if that's, if that's what you're here to do, that's your, that's your prerogative. I'm here to warn people about what this. Hap- okay, what happens if you get in a car accident and you, know, if you don't wear your seatbelt like you're supposed to? You go flying through the windshield, right? Uh, yeah. And who fault is that? A car is a necessity. Okay. A roller coaster is not a necessity. Gotcha. You need to drive cars from A to B you to know get you to where you need to you get. You know you don't have to. You catch a bus. There are no seatbelts on buses, sir. But it's less chance you fly through a windshield. How so? Because you're in the back of a bus. If a bus gets in an accident and you don't have a seatbelt on, you're going to get fucked up, sir. So your little analogy about cars and roller coasters didn't work. It did work. Because nobody needs to ride a roller coaster to do anything. It's not a necessity. You shouldn't be doing it, and it's not safe. I will will continue. It's common sense to wear a seatbelt. I will continue. Okay. As I said, another cause can be from uh, you know, people not following directions and so on and so forth mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Yeah. Like in the case of 2008 at Six Flags Over Georgia, when 17-year-old Asia LaShawn Ferguson of Springfield, South Carolina, scaled two six-foot fences to get into a restricted area on June 28th and was decapitated by a roller coaster. So she climbed a fence. He climbed a fence. He. Well, let me tell you why he climbed the fence. Okay. Authorities said he was trying to retrieve a hat he lost while riding the Batman roller coaster. So this hat was stolen by the roller coaster and caused this young man to just retrieve the hat that he paid his hard-earned money for, and it, the roller coaster decapitated him. He okay, what the, is an alternate... He was at the park with his parents and a church group. Okay. A church-going Christian was decapitated by an evil roller coaster. And what's his name? His name is Asia Ferguson. Rest in peace to Asia Ferguson. That's tragic. But what is an alternate thing you can do to receive your hat? Oh, you could call a maintenance person. But wait a minute. Let me give you a little fact on that, friend. Six years earlier, a groundskeeper was killed under similar circumstances when he was hit in the head by the leg of a coaster passenger. Why would you call a maintenance person? To help take care of the ride. This this has nothing to do with Asia. I'm just saying six years earlier, Mm -hmm. a person who was authorized to be behind those same kind of fences was also killed and murdered by a murderous roller coaster when somebody's leg came by and kicked him in the head and he was he died. Okay. 
These right. roller coasters are turning people into murderers. Right. You think that person got on that roller coaster expecting for their foot to become a weapon of mass destruction and kill a person? I don't think so. I bet that person has a hard time sleeping at night to this day. Yeah. They killed a guy with their foot, but it wasn't their fault. It was the roller coaster's fault. Right. A third way people, uh, a third way roller coaster accidents can happen as well as deaths is people putting their lives in the hands of burnouts and kids working summer jobs. Like tragically in 2013 at Six Flags Over Texas, when 52-year-old Rosa Espraza expressed concern to park workers that she didn't feel the safety bar in her car had sufficiently closed before the ride took off. But they dismissed her worries. Mm. Her daughter said that early in the ride, she looked behind to see her mother's head on the floor of her feet, uh, on the floor and her feet in the air. Mm. A few moments later, she saw her mother's entire body fly out of the car. Mrs. Spraza fell 75 feet onto the roof of the ride's honky-tonk tunnel, nearly severing her body in two. Bloodstains and pieces of her tissue were scattered in a 75-foot radius around the point of impact. She told them she didn't feel safe in the ride, yeah. and they told her she was wrong. Some teenage dude with a cigarette hanging off his lip said, nah, man, I do this all day, it's fine. And she died because of his negligence. Mm -hmm. Those are the kind of people you're putting your lives in the hands of when you get on a roller coaster ride, Fran. Yeah. When you go on roller coaster rides, there's all the people that are standing there when you wait four hours to get to the front of the line. Do they look, do they have on lab coats and have glasses and look like they know what they're doing? No, it's some 16 year old being like, okay, guys, put your hands and feet in the boat at all times and make sure you have a blast. <laughs> and that person <laughs> is responsible for killing somebody. Sure. She went, oh man, I don't think this snapped in. No, it totally snapped in, ma'am. You're fine. Yeah. And it didn't. And because of that person's negligence, somebody died. Yeah. Horrifically it's it's in front of their child. Yeah. It is unfortunate, friend. What's the reason? What do you mean? Why? What, it, what is, what is, why? It, they didn't do the proper procedure before you but, started but, riding. But all for what? All for what, though? Maybe it was, a, maybe, it was a, roller coaster? maybe it was a pack day. It was 4th of July, something like that. It's pack day. Either way, what is what did you get out of that? Some thrills? Yeah. Okay. No, no, sir. No, 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 no. It's my turn to speak. <laughs> you like roller coasters. I mean, you like planes, right? Do I like planes? No, I, like I need to use planes. No, 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 no. You, you would rather get on a plane than a roller coaster. Absolutely. Okay. It's one in 24 million... Chance of you getting injured on a roller coaster. That's a, on a roller coaster. One in on, 24 million? Yes. On okay. A roller coaster, right? Mm -hmm. One in 750 million being killed on a roller coaster. Uh huh. Okay. That's a roller coaster, right? Uh huh. Let's go to airplanes. Sure. Go to airplanes, man. Go to, you know, you know what, man? Hey, go to airplanes. <laughs> go to airplanes. One in 11 million for you. One, one in 11 million chance of you getting killed in an airplane crash. Uh huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. You see what those numbers are looking like? I see what those numbers are looking like. One and and five point four million chance of you getting hurt in an airplane crash. Okay, sure. What's your point? Which one the you have a better chance? Better? Which one you have a better chance of dying in? I would rather get on a plane to go visit That's my, not my grandmother. Question. That's not my than question. To get on an amusement park ride for no reason I'm at all. I'm actually on a simple question. For nothing at all. I ask you a simple question. You get on a ride, you go 100 okay. miles an hour, you go on loop de loops, right. and you get where do you end up? In the same spot that you were initially in. Okay. I get on planes to go visit loved ones because I don't know how long they're going to be here. Okay. A plane is a necessity. I got I need my to answer. Go to those places. I got my answer. Uh, the roller coaster has no necessity. It doesn't do anything. I got my answer. That is so your little statistics. I got ooh, my answer. Ooh, 11 million, 27 million. Oh. Uh, 
What is the point of a roller coaster, friend? I got my answer. You want me to tell you what the part, the point of a plane is? No. I me, know what me, the point of a plane me, is. Let me, let me tell you what the point of a plane Transportation. is. Transportation. A little boy, three years old, his grandmother lives thousands of miles away. Okay. He doesn't get to see his grandmother very often. All right. You know who gets him to his grandmother? A plane. They have technology. You can call her. They didn't have technology in 1995 when a little three-year-old boy wanted to see his Grammy. Okay. And a plane took him to see his Grammy, friend. What did a roller coaster do? Kill people? All right. Give people weird <laughs> butterflies in their stomach? Wow. That's great. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Miss Honey's dad's name was Magnus. 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 Okay, Magnus. Sorry. Magnus. Thank you for doing that research, Sierra. Thank you. Yeah. No, it just came to me. Oh, okay. Oh, oh my bad. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it was Magnus. Anyway, the point the point is no 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 the no. point is See, that roller coasters is serve I, no purpose, okay. and your little fact about planes okay. prove my point even more so as far as I'm concerned. Okay, because planes get you to places. Planes make dreams come true. You know how you get to Hollywood, friend, when you're a little singer in Tol Tulsa, Oklahoma. No, I and, don't and, care. And, and you and you want to you want to follow <laughs> your, you want to follow your dream. You get on a plane. Okay, when you go plane to plane takes you to Hollywood. When you go to amusement parks with your family on a great sunny day, nice weather, you get on roller coasters for the the thrill, the uh -huh. enjoyment of being with your family and friends. Mm -hmm. That you don't know who's gonna if they're gonna be here tomorrow because you have this one nice moment of you guys having fun on a, a roller coaster with the thrill, the speed, the loops, the screaming, the yelling, the laughing. I mean. And then your mother gets to capitate no, 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 on no, no, a roller no, no, coaster. No, no. no we're not. No, because that doesn't happen as often as a plane crash when you burn and die. When there's a 100% chance of you dying in a fiery <laughs> a plane crash. People survive plane crashes sometimes. Okay, there's been uh, roller coaster accidents when people survive. What are you, what, what's, what are you saying? So my I don't question, really know what I was saying. On right. My question to you was, what chance is better of you surviving an accident? That's That's fine. I'll no, 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 that no, 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 no. That's fine. No. I'll give you that. No. I'll, I feel so confident in my point. I'll give you that. Can okay? you, no, the no. odds are better. Can you answer my question? I just did. The odds are better on a roller coaster of you survive or not getting in some kind of accident in okay. some kind of way. All right. But a plane is a necessity. But numbers don't lie. That's fine. Okay. But a, a right. plane is a necessity. Gotcha. What is the, uh, a roller coaster in an amusement park is not a necessity. Gotcha. People are dying for no reason. Okay. People die for no reason on a plane crash. But the people on those planes as well, somebody, maybe somebody on that plane is just going on a trip. Okay. But most of those people on that plane are going to somewhere for a reason. But you it's Going to an amusement park, there's no reason to go to an amusement park. For the fun? What do you mean there's no reason? You go to uh, amusement parks for the amusement. That's why it's called an amusement park there to are, have fun. Uh, plenty of other ways to have amusement, Fran. Okay. Plenty of other ways to have amusement. You can ride a tandem bike with your family. You can go to a museum. You could go a tandem bike. Yeah, you guys all ride four bikes. One bike that holds four people, and you pedal at the same that's time not, through a that's, park. That's not thrill seeking. That's, that's not, much of a thrill. No, it's not. Clearly, you've never been on a tandem bike. Okay. Clearly, you've never been on a roller coaster. I have been on a one or two roller coasters in my life. And did you survive? Are you sitting here now telling the story? Yes. Miraculously, okay. yes. Right. I will continue my story, sir. Numbers don't lie. There are a whole host of defenses that amusement park. And amusement parks and ride manufacturers may raise in a personal lawsuit against them. One defense is the assumption of risk defense. If someone knows that participating in an act or an event that is inherently dangerous, but chooses to participate anyway, that person is said to have assumed the risk associated with that activity. When you visit an amusement park, you realize there are certain risks inherent in riding on these rides. 
when you when you go on those rides, you are assuming those risks. As in an airplane also. That's fine. The legal effect of assumption of the of the risk depends on the state. In some states, if the park can show that you assume the risk of a certain ride, the park will not be liable for your injuries. In other states, whether you assume the risk or not may affect the amount of money you receive should you prevail in a lawsuit. In other states, assumption of the risk has no effect at all. The amusement park cannot use it as a defense. Assumption of the risk is not a blanket defense, however. An employee can, uh, uh, it can be employed against anyone who knowingly goes on an amusement park ride. Patrons, it cannot be, I'm sorry. It cannot be used on anyone who knowingly goes on an amusement park ride. Patrons must be aware of the risks involved in order to assume them. So for example, if a rider doesn't know about a loose screw in a roller coaster, that a ride operator received little or no training, or that the park never conducts safety inspections, all three of these things can happen at any park across America every day. Um, user error and, and human malfunctions happen all the time. Um, but if any of these three things happen and you are not aware of them, the rider cannot have assumed the risk associated with those details because they did not know about the risks. However, that defense gets murky in a case like Caleb Schwab, who on, Octo on August 7, 2016, was, uh, his father brought his wife and four brothers to the park, known as uh, 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 Schlitter Schlitterbahn. It's a German park in uh, Missouri or something. I'll get to that. Never heard of but any of these parks. That's, that's fine. These you call yourself budget, some kind of thrill-seeking. low-budget parks. You can call them whatever you want, sir. You don't know what's low-budget and what's not. Just because it has fresh paint on it doesn't mean it's a new ride. It's low budget. I continue. It's not a Six Flags, not a Hershey Park. The, the Schwabs, the Schwabs went to Schlitterbahn. Um, his uh, uh, Caleb's father, who was a Republican state representative for the nearby town of Olathe, uh, had come to Schlitterbahn as a part of an elected official day, a promotion in which state legislators were invited for free. When it was time to check out uh, Verrucht, the tallest water slide in the world, oh, that's oh, oh exciting. Also, when you call this place cheap, this water slide was ranked one of the fourth fourth best rides in the world. It's a water time. slide. It's not that much. It's, it's not that hard to have a high ranked water slide. Okay, that's fine. After climbing over two hundred and fifty steps of Verrucht, German for insane, Caleb was placed in Raft B, joined by sisters Matraka Bates and Hannah Barnes in the seats behind him. The ten year old was obeying all of the rider instructions given to him. But the raft that was carrying Schwab, Bates, and Barnes allegedly had a propensity for going abnormally fast and going airborne more frequently than the other rafts. According to an indictment that was filed later that year, Tyler Miles, the operations manager of the park, had received 17 separate staff reports during the 2015 and 16 summer seasons about how Raft B required maintenance, including five from that week alone. When the raft was pushed off, the 73-pound Schwab was in the front seat. 17 different notifications that this thing needed to be checked out. Five that week. And you know what he did? Uh, I'll get to it. That's who you're putting your life in the hands of. You know how trained you have to be to fly a plane? Mr. Oh, planes are dangerous and da 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 mm. You have to be pretty fucking trained to fly a plane, sir. And if you aren't well trained to fly a plane, there's a dude in a tower who's also got your back. This place 
all parks can be run by amateurs who just work their way up the ladder. And those people are responsible for your life on any given time, any given moment at a roller coaster park. Right. Or water park, slide park in this case. I continue. On its way to the second hill of the Verrucht, Raft B went airborne, colliding with a metal pole and netting meant to prevent riders from being thrown from the ride. The ride's so dangerous that you can fly off of it because it's so fast. The, the sight of a body in the uh in the uh the sight of the body in a in the water and a river of blood trickling down the slide are images that have a permanent home in one witness's mind. In the area next to the lazy river, men, women, and children stood with their hands over their mouths, reacting to the terror that played out in seconds on a summer day in middle America. One little boy was screaming for help. Jess Sanford remembered that as, as Michelle Schwab, Caleb's mother, tried to get closer to see what was going on, a gentleman stopped her and said, he just kept saying, no, trust me, you don't want to go any further. Trauma. Mm. Permanent trauma from an amusement park. Yeah. Oh, sounds, I don't sound very amused, do I, Fran? Anyway. You're not there, that's why. Caleb Schwab had been decapitated. It was the final time anyone went down Verrucht. German for insane. Mm. Jeff Henry, Schlitterbahn's co-owner, John Schooley, the ride's lead designer, faced second-degree murder charges. The uh, Miles gentleman that I spoke of, Tyler Miles, the park's operations manager who was told 17 times that something was wrong with this, the floaty that they sent these people down, he faced a charge of involuntary manslaughter. In October 2017, two other maintenance workers named David Hughes and John Zalsman were found not guilty of lying to, ob to obstruct inve the investigation into Schwab's death. In early 2017, Schwab's family settled with Schlitterbahn and other companies involved for their son's death for nearly $20 million. Bates and Barnes, so they just threw money at this family. Mm -hmm. Bates and Barnes, the two sisters who rode with Caleb and suffered serious facial injuries and who knows how many mental injuries from seeing a little boy be decapitated by a, a horrific water slide accident, Settled with Schlitterbahn for an undisclosed amount of money in 2017. Mm. Probably a couple million. Probably. But how much do, does that help you sleep at night when you see something so horrific? No. I don't know. I don't know, friend. Of course not. I would say no. My guess would be no. My guess would be no. I continue. But in February 2019, why, why and don't county judge Robert Burns dropped the charges against the slides owners, saying the case had been irreparably tainted with misleading evidence that could sway the grand jury. This evidence in question reportedly in included clips from a travel channel show that the defense attorney said was dramatized to play up the ride's danger. So they played some clips from a travel channel show that was like, oh, the, 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 the Verrucht, the most dangerous slide in the world. It goes down, people can fly, da 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 And the judge said, hey, hey, man, that's, that's meant to be scary to entertain. This isn't isn't uh doesn't uh, accurately depict the slide safety features a slide that decapitated a young boy the judge said hey man that video of the slide being described as dangerous it isn't accurate great job judge upon reviewing the video the court concluded that the exhibit was not a likeness of what it uh purported to represent burns reportedly said uh and depicting a stage demonstration for entertainment purposes 
not a factual depiction of the design and construction of the water slide. The judge went on to say, I obviously recognize that the circumstances and events uh, giving rise to these indictments are indisputably tragic. A young child's life was lost and his troubling death was mourned by family, friends, and the entire Kansas City community and beyond. The defense added, we have consistently said that the fact that it is a tragedy does not mean it's a crime. And I think we pretty persuasively indicated that the manner in which the state tried to establish a criminal offense was not done the right way and the court agreed. All charges against them were dropped at Schlitterbahn. And Big Coaster won once again. They threw money at their problems, people died, and they just got to continue and move on with their life. Close a roller coaster down and I mean close a roller coaster down, close a park down, and go on to some other venture. That was my story of why I say roller coasters more like roller no sir. Right. Okay. I do not like roller coaster rides. I think that they are unnecessary and superfluous and they serve no real purpose. And it's, it's getting in danger for no reason. I think they're fun. Very enjoyable. My favorite roller coaster is the King of Kai, which is in Six Flags in New Jersey. I don't know what that is. It's one of the best rides ever. What are you saying? The King, the Kai? The King, the Kai. Called the King, the Kai. Is it, what is this, foreign language? What are you saying? I don't know. It's King, the Kai. That's what it's called. K-I-N-G. Yeah. King, the Kai. Oh, King, the. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. King, the Kai. Kai. Yep. Really Never coaster. heard of this in my life. It starts you off, shoots you off at like, like 50, 60 miles an hour. You go straight up in a, a spiral. I don't know how many feet it is, but it's super high. You come right back down in the spiral. Well, I pray the King Dakai never turns Fun. on you. Fun. I pray that I never. I pray that that never happens to it. you. The best the ride King, at the King Six Flags in New Jersey. Love it. In summation, roller coaster rides are evil, and that is why I do not ride them. I rest my case. Yeah. Well, you're scared, but it's cool. You get on a roller coaster. You get on a plane. Not, you have more chance I'm, of dying. I'm not scared in a crash, but a roller coaster. I'm not scared. I find them unnecessary. You know who okay. got it figured out? Disney World and Universal Studios. They used the, the magic of Hollywood to create all those same feelings and you are not in any danger at all. Why is that? Because you're not going anywhere. They're using screens and Daniel Radcliffe comes on the screen and is like, oh, it's a Quidditch match. Follow me. And then the track just moves around and they use the visuals and wind and rain and fire to make you think that you're in danger, but you're not. You're okay. still in the same spot that you started in. All right. Those are the kind of rides I like. I bet. Because you know what they take? More creativity. Okay. They take more creativity. They they play tricks on your mind. It's not just throwing you through some crazy thing that's actually dangerous. It's a trick. It's fun. That takes more creativity. It's very fun. I would wager that you'd have just as much fun on a fake ride than on any real ride. I bet. So then why ride a real ride? Because you're outside. What's that? What so? The wind hitting you and then just the turns you get the arms up and y'all the sharp turns your neck and your body go side to side back and forth up and down very fun we will agree to disagree very amusing we will agree to disagree okay that was my little bit of a different story this week yeah my defense of why i don't ride roller coasters what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back it's friend turn to tell you his fucked up shit so stick around welcome back it is my turn um, to talk about my affirmative murder this week. Mm-hmm. My affirmative murder this week is about 
Um, I would say he's a talented rapper. Would you? Um, I don't think we've gotten enough <laughs> enough to call him talented. Yeah. Oh, well, he made a he made uh, two great songs, two good sure, songs. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll give him that. Uh, for sure. so we can One see of that. them is terrifying but beautiful. Yes. Yes. Uh, and this rapper's name is YNW Melly, which YNW means Young Nigga World Melly. I don't sure. Know, you know. I think what happened is a lot of these rap kids today yeah. use their Xbox name. Yeah. Like, yeah. whenever you see these three letters before the name, all this yep. kind of stuff, I think that was their Xbox clan mm-hmm. or their Twitter name. A lot of that is the thing. Yeah. And they just decided to just make that their rap, their rap name. name. And then a whole bunch of people just use it as their actual Xbox name exactly. or gamer tag. Whatever. Exactly. But this story is why YNW Melly, who was charged with murder, um, I would say he's one of the few rappers that actually... Uh, lives their raps. Walk, walk the walk. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of you know, a lot There's of these some guys other dude out of Chicago that I don't know if he's a rapper, but uh, people are very ter- terrified of this guy. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, whatever he raps about is um uh, a true story. Um, from what we know, it's a true story. He hasn't been convicted yet, but just what we know, I think you know he's he should be charged with murder. But you know, but he hasn't went to court yet. Sure, he hasn't been charged yet. So four men who grew up in Vero Vero Beach area of the center um at the center of a story about two rappers who were accused of murdering their friends. Their friends. Yeah. It's a complicated story that includes a, a police claim of a staged drive-by shooting and a wildly popular artist who recently released a song with Kanye West. Good old Kanye West, huh? Yeah, man, his name just pops up a lot. I I do not disagree with the current fight that he's making even though mm-hmm. I think it's um it's more self-centered, but the point of rappers should have ownership of their catalog and yeah. their masters is an important fight. But yeah. most but of the stuff he's been saying is goofy as shit. Yeah, but that's that's not that's, that fight that's is not for him. It's not new though. And also, it's for him. He's not yes. like he, even though he's saying like we should all own our masters. He's like, I want my masters so yeah. I can do stuff with them that I I want the money and the profit from them. Yes, for me. Yeah. Now, if he wins his fight, it affects a lot of people because he's major. So if he wins, it should make it easy for other people to win as well. Yeah. But his fight isn't for everybody, no matter what he says. He wants them. That's yeah. why it's now part of his big fight. It, yeah. He must have realized how much money it's worth, and now he wants it. Yeah. That's but also, it. this is not a new fight. People, you know, this, no, for a long time. When people, people when this happens, people go independent. Yeah. Um, rest in peace, Nip. Absolutely. Um, to don't, avoid those situations. Don't sign bad contracts, man. Yeah. I understand people throw money in front of your face. You got to do what you got to do, but the industry's gonna fuck you. Yes. You need to put yourself in a position to where you go, okay, you fucked me. I got the position. I got the money that I wanted to get from that situation. And now I'm going to move on. And the next time, we're going to fuck each other. Yeah. But you're going to get a little bit from me. I'm yeah. going to get a little bit. And it's not going to be outright. You just fucked me. Yeah. But it's different when you're an upcoming artist and you're new and you go, oh, you're hey, hungry. You're making yeah. this money. It's a deal. you like, Absolutely. yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. I could and- see us. I could see us. Having a situation like that dangling in front of us, and yes. I would hope that we're smart enough to not fuck ourselves for the foreseeable future. Yes. If right. again, I don't, I'm not, I'm not opposed to a little bit of a fucking from the industry in any kind of way. Right. Because if it puts you in a position that you need to be in, that's fine. Yeah. Don't make it be for the rest of your foreseeable life yes. that you're just in this ever never ending fucked situation. Yes. But enough about Kanye. Yes. Enough. This is not. A, we're not a music podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. And now, one of the men involved in facing. The death penalty of um, if convicted. So they, um, it has been a couple updates, but I think the last update might might have been in 2019. Sure. Um, so in 2018, Christopher Thomas Jr., ni- who was 19, and Gif and Gifford 
of Gifford and Anthony William, 21, of Fort Pierce, were shot and killed on October 26th in South Florida, according to um, Merrimo Police Department. Florida. Florida. I haven't been down to Florida uh, since I was like five years old for like Disney World or whatever, but sure. apparently it's like people are crazy down there. Very much so. Um, uh, I think Florida was where uh, XX, XXX and Tachyon was killed. Yep. Uh, it's just, it, it seems pretty hectic down there. I don't yep. really have no reason to go down there. Well, right a lot of the time as well, you know, this doesn't have anything to do with the story, yeah, yeah. but in that story of that, of that young rapper, you got to know when to get the fuck out. Yeah. We had a situation that happened here in Baltimore, a young yeah. rapper, you know, he wanted to, you know, oh man, no, I'm from the hood and I, you know, I'm, I'm of the people. Everybody doesn't want to see you win, man. Yeah. And, you know, it's haters out there. It's the same thing. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Again, yeah. we'll say it again. Everybody doesn't love you, man. And when you pull up and some people love to see you shine. They grew up with you. Yeah. You kids together. But when you pull up in a Benz and you got icy chains on and, you know, you made it out, that crabs in a barrel mentality is real, man. Yeah. And everybody doesn't want to see you win. They'll kill you just because they aren't you. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, you do hear a lot of those stories when uh, this is the reverse of that. Though. Yeah, when yeah <laughs> this, when when this rapper... crab this crab came back in the barrel with a gun yeah. and started killing everybody in the barrel. Yeah, but you do hear a lot when you know hear like you hear older people that go, you know, you can't. It was like it was a, it was a, a line I can't remember what the lady said. But it was like you can't be the king of your hometown or something like that. Yeah, when you be, become a successful whatever, yeah. become real popular, you can't be um, the king of your hometown. Uh, but yeah. Um, so both were dri- both were drive driven to Memorial Hospital Maramore, uh, Maramar about about four thirty four thirty five a.m. arrived with multiple gunshot wounds, but police said they were already dead. Mm. Thomas went by the stage name YNW Juvie, while Williams was also known as YNW Sack Chaser. They were all in his crew. They were all in his crew. These were these guys were friends. They yeah. were all in his crew. At least they thought they were friends. It would be like if the RZA killed shot and killed the Jizza and Ghostface Killer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the men were last seen alive in Fort Lauderdale about 3.20 a.m. the same day, police said. The identity of, of the friend who drove Williams and Thomas to the hospital was not released at the time. The two were part of a group of friends that included um, Jamal, D- D- is it Demons? Demons? How do you spell that? D-E-M-O-N-S. D-E- Jamel Jamel Demons D E M O N S yeah sure Demons, Demons, Demons. who is who is A K A Y N W Melly who is the story about well, could be Demons I mean that dude yeah is he looks like a demon mm-hmm. uh, and Cortland Henry who is and uh, he's all he's also known as Y N W Bortland wow these two are the ones that were dro- that drove yes. the two injured dudes to yeah. the hospital yes 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 and I'm assuming just like t- tossed them out in front of the hospital and drove away well like did they go into the hospital is that say does it say or? i think they just dropped them all yeah i would assume it was like dropped them all I would like, assume. yeah it was a drive-by you don't want to be around when gunshot people because if it's a gunshot wound everybody's locked down and we need to get state oh yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. drop them up kick them out in front of the hospital pull off yeah so Miramar uh police said an investigation concluded that um jamel shot and killed williams and thomas mm. so henry was arrested in texas and extradited to Broward county on february 12th and jamel turned himself into officials um, in Broward County on February 13th, which like is the day after yeah. Henry was arrested. Both both were charged with two counts of first-degree murder. Henry was also charged with two counts of accessory after the fact. So Maramar police uh, police said Jamel and Henry plotted to kill the young men they grew up with, mm. then staged their bodies to look as if a drive-by shooting had occurred. Wow. So this were this was some thought put into this. Yeah, this yeah, wasn't yeah. just a, 
uh, uh, spirit of the, the moment, moment thing. Yeah, they yeah. got into an argument or something. This was premeditated. Yes. We're going to make it look this way. Yes. Wow. Um, so Jamel is accused of firing the shots. Court records show Henry then drove to the hospital with the bodies in a Jeep SUV, according to police. Mm-hmm. Prior to turning himself in, Jamel posted a photo on Instagram of all four young men together wow. proclaiming his innocence. So this dude did this crime and went, hey, That's man, it's, it's, this is lies my out brothers, here. Man, These I are my brothers, man. I never kill my brothers. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like oh, you I'm, post I'm this. hearing rumblings that they think it's me. Yeah. I would never kill my brothers. Yeah, you post this. He posts it, and people go, you know, why is he? And then yeah. you, you see it after the fact, like, wait. Yeah, why? And then it looks, <laughs> then it looks nuts. Yeah. When it's like, it's been confirmed that YMW Melly did kill his friends, and you go on his Instagram, and it's like, I would never, brotherhood, Crazy. family, hashtag, my, I'm my brother's keeper. And you go, oh, you're nuts. Yeah. So um, the post was, it said, a couple months ago, I lost my two brothers by violence, and now the system want to find justice. Okay, so this post went up a little bit after the. Yeah, a little okay, bit after. Okay, got yeah. it, got it, got it. Jamel said in the post, unfortunately, a lot of rumors and lies are being said, but no worries. God is with me and my brother Henry. I don't know what God he serves. I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. But for him to... He said my God. So yes. I don't know what that God could be. Maybe the demons. I don't know. Demon. He is a demon. Yeah. <laughs> the Jamel demon. Yes. Uh, so court documents obtained March obtained March 1st detailed how um, Merrimore police said the rapper staged the death of two friends. Mm. About 4.35 a.m. on October 26th, Henry pulled into Memorial Hospital, Merrimore, with the bodies of Williams and Thomas in the passenger seats of a bullet, a bullet, a bullet riddled Jeep Compass. He originally told police that two, that the two were killed by unknown assailants in a drive-by shooting. Mm. But police later said Henry and Jamel had orchestrated the killings, mm. with Jamel pulling the trigger and Henry assisting a cover-up. Jesus. Yeah. What could they have even done to warrant? I don't, I don't like, know. Right, we're going to not only kill them, but make it look like an assassination a, t- a thing. You yes. know? Like it, it's like, so I, much effort went into that. You yes. would think, like, they, would they, like, kill your brothers? It had to be something. If this was over money or any that's what, disrespect. That's, that's even, exactly what I think it had to be. had to be over a lot Jamel, of money. Jesus, man. That's crazy. That song blew up, and it has maybe it has something to do with, hey, man, we've been here Something we should get. Some, I don't yeah, know. We got YMW in our name. Yeah, we should get something. But maybe Jamel Still, and Henry was the geez. two top guys, and like we started this, we got to find a way. I, this is just assumption. I don't know. Yeah, jeez. Um, yeah. So arrest records filed with the Broward County Court February 14th detail a variety of evidence supporting the allegations among the investigators' claim. Police found no evidence of shots fired in the location Henry said the shooting occurred. There were no reports of gunshots in the area. Cell phone, record, cell phone records and surveillance video showed an associate had given false information about Jamel, Jamel's whereabouts before the shooting. Cell phone records and surveillance show, video showed the path taken to the hospital contradicted Henry's testimony. Mm. Forensic evidence at the actual crime scene determined um, by cell phone records and K-9 search showed no other vehicles were present at the time of the shooting. A trajectory analysis on the vehicle showed the path Damn. of the bullets. Yes, the path of the bullets right to left, but did not match the victim's wounds, which was left to right. It blows my mind, man. Like if they, if 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 the court really wants to get you, there's they all kind of people they can call. To, you know, specialists, splatters, and all, they pulling out all the works. Um, especially with two black young black guys. I'm just saying. Um, and also, high profile too, because yes. I mean, this song is you yeah. know. And and courts have been using this tactic 
for a long time. That's how they got that Bobby Schmurter. Mm-hmm. Is using your rap lyrics against you. Yeah. You know, especially just use a hypothetical situation, man. Don't go, oh man, that was crazy last night. I'm gonna draw from my real experience and paint the picture of a thing I actually did. Hey man, look. Because if they use that in court, it's gonna look terrible against you. Innocent or not. Yeah. I mean, his argument could be, you know, hey man, I'm an artist. I sure. I, 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 Whatever I say is real. I'm out here doing this. You are really out here doing this. Yeah, and you're gonna go to ju- you're gonna go to jail <laughs> go to for it as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, so also detailed with evidence, investigators said directly implicated Jamel as the shooter. A shell casing from a 40 caliber handgun that matched casings found at the crime scene um, was discovered on the floorboard of the left rear passenger seat in the vehicle, where video evidence showed Jamel had been sitting. Evidence from an autopsy also showed that the shot that killed Williams had been who had been sitting in the front right passenger seat had come from behind and to the left and was fired from less than three feet away. So he just shot him sitting Point behind blank. him. Right by in the back of his head. Uh, That's so why like, I don't I don't let people sit behind me in the car if I can yeah. help them. People that don't Especially know. I don't know. Yeah, if yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um investigators said evidence showed Henry and Jamel had driven around for a period of time with the two dead victims in the vehicle prior to entering the hospital and they calculated effort to establish their vision of the incident. So they committed this crime, it, set up dying in the, their friends dying in the car with fr- them, dying in the car, um, trying to come up with a plan. Are right, we going to say it happened right here? Yeah. Get out, shoot the car up, whatever they did. Yeah. My image is that they, they did this, drove to the most secluded place they could find, yeah. and then got out of the car and shot it up. And that's why they're saying, like, there's no witnesses. The car, you know, because the car has bullets in it, but there's yeah. no footage of any of this stuff happening. I imagine they took it somewhere way out there with these people still in the car, yeah. shot the car up with the bodies in there, and then drove them to the hospital. Yeah. That's nuts. That's nuts. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so the motive for the shooting was, was not known as of March 4th. Uh, so Jamel pleaded not guilty on March 5th to charges of first degree murder. The case is slated to be heard in front of a jury and hearing is scheduled for April 25th. Henry is expected to be um, arranged March 11th on two counts of first degree murder and two counts of accessory after the fact. And what year is this from? Uh, this article. Mm-hmm. Um, this article was published uh, March 5th of 2019. Okay. And it was last updated February 12th of this year. Okay. So his arraignment could have been this past March. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So neither neither men had an attorney listed in court records the morning of March six. So um, the, uh, and this article had a couple of updates. Um, so Henry, who stood stood mute as the charges were announced, entered a plea of not guilty March eleventh in a Fort Lauderdale courtroom, according to Paula McMahon, spokeswoman for the Broward County State's Attorney Office. State prosecutors filed notice in April of their intent to seek the death penalty in mm. the in the double murder case. By state law, first degree murder is punishable either by death or life without parole for for suspects at least eighteen years old at the time of the offense, according to the Legal Information Institute at Cornell University, which is appropriate in a given case is decided on basis of so called aggravating factors which in the jury estimation increases the, the, fair, the severity of our um, culpability of a crime. Mm. In, April, in, the, in April 18th, court filing, prosecutors stated that, 
stated their intent to prove a number of aggravated factors, arguing the killings were especially heinous, mm -hmm. atrocious, or cruel, yeah. committed in cold, calculated, and premeditated ma manner without any pretense of, mor of moral or legal justification, mm -hmm. and committed by a criminal gang member. Mm, that gang enhancement, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. And that's just like, we're going to throw that in there. Well, that's the that thing. In a lot of states, specifically California, probably Chicago too, mm -hmm. like let's say... Let's say you get into a, a club fight, right? Mm -hmm. if, I, if, if you and me get into a club fight, we don't know each other. If we get into a club fight and I punch you in the face and the police show up and they file, you know, they arrest me on assault charges, yeah. right? If they see any tattoos on me that indicate that I have any kind of gang affiliation, they can throw a gang enhancement on my charge. Yeah. So where mm. we, we, we might have assaulted each other at this club. Yeah. You don't have any of those tattoos. You get an assault charge, you, you know, you get a fine and you get, you know, six months probation. Yeah. They throw a gang enhancement on me. I can get three to five years mm. because they're saying I, I punched you in the face because you had on some colors and I did that for my gang. Mm. So that gang enhancement does matter. Even if they just throw it on there, it makes it seem more heinous, the crimes that you did. Mm. Now, he killed these people, yeah. so it doesn't need to be added to make it look more hein heinous. Yeah. What he did was as heinous as it, could, as it could be. But if they also go, he's YNW, they were, they're YNW, this is, this is gang violence yeah. between the inner, inner gang violence. So this was a gang crime. So this guy's incredibly evil and da in a dangerous gang. He should never be on the streets again. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Uh but that's just like throwing them under the jail. Like, let's give them, let's give them some more. Let's give them everything. Yeah. Well, they want to kill yeah. him. They don't. <laughs> yeah. even, they don't. They want to throw him under the ground. They don't want to throw him in right, right, any right. kind of jail. Right. Uh, so Jamel Attorney Bradford Cohen of Fort Lauderdale filed a motion on May 30th to to a, to grant um, bond with the Broward County the Broward County Court. So Cohen that's said Jamel did not pose a flight risk, arguing if he wanted to flee, he would have done so on learning um, of the outstanding warrants after a, after a concert in Washington. In Washington D.C., instead Cohen said that Jamel flew to Florida and sur sur surrendered himself to authorities. Cohen emphasized that the rapper has ties to Gifford. Who's Gifford? I think Gifford was the um the area I believe was the. Area. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I feel like that was probably on the advice of an attorney. Like if you turn yeah. yourself in, you got a better chance of beating this. Because I don't know why you wouldn't fly. It it doesn't sound like there's any chance that he's not guilty. Yeah. Because the he, best he, best he case did, scenario, he was there and his friend did everything, but he was in charge of yeah. making him do that. Well, he had a show. He's like, I gotta go. To, I gotta do the show. First. I'm gonna collect this twenty, and then I'll fly back to. Yeah, then I'll Florida. fly to Mexico or yeah. whatever. I don't know. You know, whatever. Well, he went back to Florida to turn himself in. That's why he said that he went to D.C. and then if he wanted to flee, he would have done so. But before, instead of turning himself in, yeah, before yeah, you know, after the show, whatever. That's a good point, but there's no way they let this man out on yeah. on bail. No. Um. So attorney says that rapper. The rapper is not a flight risk mm. um, and points to Gifford family ties. So he has family in Florida. Probably I'm sure that's where he's from, I believe. Yeah, like where would he go? It's like uh, anywhere where he's not being uh, uh, on trial for murder and the death penalty is <laughs> on the line. He could go anywhere. For anywhere, going across any border. But yeah. also maybe it's too late now. And he, he's, he's not a flight risk because his passport and his name. Like he's not a flight risk because he couldn't get somewhere. But yeah. that doesn't mean he wouldn't try. Right. Um, either way, this didn't work, right? Like, it doesn't really matter what we're trying to, if I'm trying to say, uh, he is a flight risk or isn't a flight risk. They, they probably found him to be a flight risk or just dangerous in general. And they didn't grant yeah. him bond, right? Especially him being known. His face yeah. is out there I at think this I, point. His album came out like earlier this year around this time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so Vero Beach police arrested Jamel in late 2015 when police said he fired a gunshot, a gun at a group of people during a dispute near Vero Beach High School where then the 16-year-old um, was a freshman. This is, this is just his criminal history. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So at 17, Henry was charged with fleeing from deputies who attempted a traffic stop near the Indiana River Mall. Um, he was tackled after hopping out of his vehicle and fleeing on foot. July 2016 arrested record. July 2016 arrest records show. Mm-hmm. In January 2017, Jamel was arrested on weapons charges after a traffic stop. Deputies reported finding a loaded nine mil- nine millimeter pistol with a laser attachment. Which God is- damn, that's crazy. This dude's an assassin. <laughs> yeah, I know he loves guns. There's videos of him oh, talking yes. about guns and how they he he loves them and they're his best friends and all kind of crazy. I'm shit, not man. surprised. Yeah, uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, so he has a nine millimeter pistol pistol with a laser attachment um beneath Jamel's feet and a forty caliber Glock with an extended magazine in the glove department. Damn. So this dude was loaded up. Yeah, oh just yeah. Just in his vehicle, like uh, I you know, I don't I don't know. Uh so state troopers arrested Jamel, Henry, and and Williams in June twenty eighteen after finding three Glock handguns and large containers filled with marijuana in a SUV south of Fort Myers. Now this and this was um, Jamel Henry and Williams, who was one of the victims that was killed. Yeah. Um, so in January, Jamel pleaded no contest to possession of marijuana and drug paraphernalia and was given a 25 day jail sentence. So Jamel, who announced he was signed to Young Thug's record label, YSL, mm-hmm. was one of my favorite artists, Young Thug. Um, he is signed to one of his signed to his record label, YSL Records, in September, is seen as a rising star in the Florida rap scene. Mm-hmm. He has more than a million social media followers, um, and, ha- and his most famous song is Murder On My Mind. Mm-hmm. It has more than 88 million views on YouTube. The track was certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you that don't know this song, I have just went over this story, yeah. so I'm going to play a clip of the song, and I want you to listen to the lyrics of the song. Okay. Okay, so for anybody who didn't understand that, you might be might not be a, a rapper yeah. aficionado. Yeah, the lyrics were yellow tape. If you read this like a poem, it's one of the scariest fucking poems. Yes, the, the, and the thing before you read now when this song was hot. Oh, it was. I oh, felt I love this. I loved the song, but I felt super uncomfortable singing it. I just didn't like saying it. You used to saying it because you because you knew because the the. The, the song became a hit at the same time that he was arrested and yes. going through all of these things. And it things. was like, what? It's like he made this song. It uh, was yeah. crazy. Yeah. It, it was, was like cr- he just rapped about the murder that he committed yes. that he's in jail and, for right and now. And I, I love the song. It just made me super uncomfortable just singing the song. It made me it's very a catchy fuck. It's a catchy fucking catchy, song, though. admittedly. But yes, you make a good point. It is it, <laughs> it is very dark to read. Yes. Or, or hear when you know the content of what happened. Exactly. Right? Or the context. I'm yep. sorry. 
The lyrics are, yellow tape around his body, it's a fucking homicide. His face is on a t-shirt and his family's traumatized. I didn't even mean to shoot him, he just caught me by surprise. I reloaded my pistol, cocked it back, and shot him twice. His body dropped down to the floor and he had teardrops in his eyes. He grabbed me by my hands and said he was afraid to die. I told him it's too late my friend, it's time to say goodbye, and he died inside my arms, blood all on my shirt. And then he raps about how he has AK-47s, Mac-11s, Glocks, and Yeah, that just goes back to his love of, of, of weapons. Gun, yes, of weaponry. Um, <laughs> the, the darkest lyric in that is that the, the kid died in his arms with blood on his shirt. Yes. I don't think you can just make that up. I don't care how many, how much poetry you list, you read or Maya Angelou poems you've read to learn about how to do soliloquies and metaphors and yeah. all this kind of stuff. You had to have really had have been in that experience to write that, yes. you know? To, for some to to write out somebody died with and you had blood on your shirt from them yes. you know so i absolutely believe if this isn't depicting the murder that he committed on that night he killed somebody else that was a friend of his some other YNW person and they died in his arms with blood on their shirt yeah. i absolutely believe that this is something that happened yes. this this verse is you know he you know i shot him twice i cocked it back and oh my god and his family had this t-shirt with the family member on the shirt yeah. it's very dark yeah, um, I believe also he has another music video. I don't think the song was as big. Wasn't not I I'm for sure it wasn't as big as this, but sure. it was a music video he had that maybe when he before this song came out. It was a video of him. I think his mom was in a video, and it was a video of him turning turning himself into the police. Mm. This is what he did after he committed this crime. Yeah. Um they say you the energy that you put out into the world is what you receive, man. That's what yeah. a lot of people say about Tupac Shakur. Tupac was doing a lot of recording because he didn't believe he would live to be 30 years old. He rapped a lot about dying and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and his energy out and interviews and everything. A lot of people feel Biggie Smalls is the same way. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of people believe when you put that kind of energy out, it, it, it can't help but eventually find its way to you. You know, yeah. and if this dude's rapping about killing his friends and turning himself into the police and murder and homicide, you know, eventually that stuff could end up turning back on you. Maybe I should become a rapper and rap about having a super successful podcast that makes a whole bunch of money. Yeah. And we'll see if that energy comes back around to us. Yeah. But for this guy to do this crime and then just live his life and make a song and put the song out. And the and song it, be a hit. And it be a hit and... and so I'll read. So he released a song with Kanye West in January that has 17 million views on YouTube. Henry posted a video of himself and Jamel recording with West on social media. Just living a dream. Crazy. With two bodies at least. <laughs> um, in the studio with a multi-platinum billionaire. Who doesn't even know. Yeah. He's like, oh, I love that song, man. Hey, man. I love that song, man. That's Murder on My Mind, man. That's a great song. Yeah, I'm yeah. Kanye West. Yeah. I'm a genius. <laughs> Uh, so both songs were charting on Billboard's Hot 100 in the in the weeks leading up to his arrest. Um, so there there was a picture on his Instagram with him and Kanye West. Um, so Jamel Murder on My Mind was released in 2017, but his lyrics and the video's disturbing imagery there is a video to this if you guys want to check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, have the Kanye West song? No, no, the Murder on My Mind. Oh, okay. Um, so the the lyrics and videos disturbing imagery have come under increased scrutiny since Jamel's arrest and accusations um, ac accusations that he killed Thomas and Williams. The weekend after his arrest, and this happens a lot, even this situation like this and death mm -hmm. where 
people's songs that that don't be playing anymore spike like crazy. Absolutely, because you know, they rest in peace, pass. Pop Smoke. That yes. dude was on on. He was making some good music, but yes. now his songs have blown up posthumously. He yes. dies, and everybody wants to listen to Pop Smoke. Yes. Um. So the week after his arrest, Murder My Mind reached number one in the U.S. Apple Music chart, according to. Um, the chart data, mm-hmm. a Twitter account that tracks music metrics. Meanwhile, the song has steadily, steadily been climbing the Spotify charts. Mm-hmm. So, um, YNW Melly documentary release. Apparently, it was a documentary. I don't, I don't, didn't <laughs> I see this. Didn't see, didn't catch that. Um, one. Gives an intimate look at the rapper's Gifford, Gifford upbringing and what seemed like a tight knit friendship with the other three artists, also from the um, Treasure Coast. So these guys were like, I was assuming they were best friends, mm-hmm. and I don't, we don't know, I don't know what turned shit, shit went sideways. Yes, I would assume the documentary doesn't really shed light on that. No, either. no, no, especially because he hasn't been convicted yet. Yeah. Um. So he says, "We ain't never, we ain't never had no fear. You can't hang around us if you got fear." Jamel said in the twenty minute film. In the twenty minute film, because we know what we're doing. You know what you know what I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and that's why we so tight. Mm. Jamel's mom says she got pregnant at 14 and gave birth in ninth grade. Cycle, man. It's a perpetual cycle, man. Like ninth know. grade, man. 14 years old. Tell me, man. Um, Gifford, it can make you or break you. She said, clearly proud of her son's newfound success. I would assume this is before all this had happened. I would bet she's still proud of her son. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know. uh, fans have taken to social media using free YNW Melly in reaction to the allegations and the rest. I, when that happens, I really don't understand. Oh. Um, when you, Do you say guys, free, have you guys read the charges that he has? Or yeah, when you say free no, man, friends free or whatever, like this dude is. Why would you want to free a criminal who yeah. was a murderer? I don't absolutely man. I don't understand that. So a tweet from YNW Melly verified account said, "God wants to give you the world, but the devil wants to take it from you." This All was right, a tweet man. of his. Uh, Murder My Mind, Melly's single has taken off since his arrest and incarceration recently went double platinum. Yeah, yeah. The song has hit the 2 million unit mark and is showing no signs of slowing down. Additional platinum honors are given out by the Record Industry Association of America as songs pass um, 1 million units. The final award is Diamond for 10 million units. Mm-hmm. So from jail... Uh, I don't know. It doesn't does does say year, but I would assume this it's this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamel announced August 9th he is planning a new album. Well, an album did come out. I don't know. It if did this, come out. I don't, okay, this, then, I don't know if this is the second album or what, but an, okay. al- an album came out this year. Okay, it's very um, underwhelming. You heard it. I heard some of it. I, it wasn't really my thing. Okay. Um. So, but yeah. So he did come out with a new album. Um. Just. But the the point is that yeah. if this if this was a music podcast. I would dive into who makes this money when these people go to jail for the rest of their lives. These people get shot and they get killed. I know what happened. I know where Nipsey Hussle's catalog is yeah, because he was an independent artist, but somebody like pop smoke or uh, who's the kid that passed away. He uh, ate all those pills on the plane. Uh, um, God go ahead. I got you. Um, but anybody like that, I can't remember his name right now. But a Triple X, any of these people, somebody still makes money when these songs, come, the album comes out after they die and all this kind of stuff. And it really, the the rap industry is eating young black boys right now. You know, instead of taking these young black boys in these crazy situations who have all this talent and getting them out of these situations and putting them in su- positions to succeed, they feed off of... Come on, Juice World. Juice World, yeah. yes, Juice World. They feed off of their success and 
the the fact that the drugs and the violence is what every all these young suburban kids love. So they don't try to these 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 record labels don't try to remove these people from these situations. They give them money and tell them to stay in those situations. And then these people die and then they put out a posthumous album where they're signed to some label where they aren't they would have gotten a cut from the money, but maybe that that cut doesn't go to their next of kin. So the record company gets all the profit or some producer that they were cool with gets all the profit. I'm, I'm, I'm always concerned when I see that somebody died and then the album comes out six months after they died. I'm like, who's, who makes this money? Yeah. You know? So that if this was a music podcast, that's would be something I would dive into more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's something concerning because these kids are dying left and right. These rappers, they get famous out of nowhere. They blow up. They start making all kinds of money and everything. And then they turn up dead. Yeah. And then an album comes out three months after they die or a song or whatever. And it's like, who make, who, who gets this money? Yeah. You know? Yeah, so uh, while and waiting trial, Melly released uh, Melly versus Melvin. That's the album. Yeah, which was a uh, um, so it was an it was an album of mixed personalities mm-hmm. um, of him. I'm sure Melly's the I, killer. And I would, Melly. That's what I assumed. Um, that's a that's a crazy version of Sweat and Suit. Remember when Nelly did Sweat and Suit? Yes. And it's like when I sweat, that's when I'm having a good ass time yeah. and I'm turned up. And when I'm in my suit, that's my grown man yeah. shit. That was was that the black and white cover? Sure, something like that. That's the one that had like drop that, yeah. down and get your eagle yeah, on. Yeah. And oh, then, he, what was this? He said R. Kelly, right? No, God, no. I said Nelly. Oh, Nelly. Didn't R. Kelly do one like that too? Uh, yes, I believe so. But we're not gonna talk about R. Yeah. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what he did. I mean, <laughs> Nelly, <laughs> Nelly did yeah, sweat yeah, yeah. and suit, and uh, it was grown man versus yeah. the party animal. Yeah, Drake did that too. Drake did that as. Drake did that. Double side of that one. Oh yeah, the R and B and the rap. Yeah, but it wasn't like two it, different. It wasn't personalities. Yeah, it was but I, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. rap and R and B. Yeah, yeah. This YNW Melly's like it's me a killer. Yeah. and me just I don't know what the other side of him is. Uh, I don't. I don't know. A really nice guy. It's the same person to me. Yeah, it's, 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 it's <laughs> me a killer and me even more of a killer. <laughs> so uh, don't free YNW Melly. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't like to see black people incarcerated. I don't want to see anybody incarcerated. It's a terrible system, and I think it. It feeds off of people and it exploits people and all that kind of stuff. But that motherfucker is a savage and yes. he should not be on the streets. He's dangerous. Yes. So. Also, he hasn't been convicted yet. Um, and there's chance he might. They, they it's coming out. He might have a chance to come home because of no evidence. Oh, I don't, he I might don't have know. a chance to come home. I don't know. He hasn't well, been. Uh, listen, the man. What I yes. uh, uh, <laughs> you know, we don't know how court proceedings proceed, and everybody is uh, innocent until proven guilty. And and if and. If the court finds that young man to be innocent and he's released on the streets, I want him to know that I respect the judge's decision. Yeah. And, you know, everybody deserves a second chance to, to turn their life around and all those kind of things. Oh, but so he, he is. He probably did this. Yeah, shit. for sure. I mean, he is. So he did make music. Um, He hasn't went to trial yet. Uh, There was a, 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 a like a, a trend, going, not a trend, but like a, um, thread, a thread going around on Twitter. I don't know how long ago it was. It was mm. like, oh, uh, YNW Melly was killed in prison. In jail, or whatever. They but, fake killed him, but it was it was it was it was fake. Yeah, um, it wasn't true. But you know, when shit when shit catches on, catches on, it's mm-hmm. everybody start believing it. Oh, rest in peace. Oh, Freddie. I was like, when I heard that shit about what? Kobe, I just assumed it was another one where they've lo- a fake thing. Yeah, somebody fake died, but it yeah. it, it wasn't. So. Yeah, so that was my story. Wind W. Melly, um, dude rapped. Yeah, made a whole ass song about what he did, killing his friends. Dude is a murderer. They people use that like I said, yeah. Bobby Schmurder, the song uh, "Hot Hot Boys" or whatever that song was, where he throws the hat in the air. 
That's the song that they used to convict that young man. Yeah. Bobby Schmurder is supposed to be coming home soon, but um, yeah, man, he they they put a gang enhancement on him. They said he was out here shooting at people with for with, for gang purposes, and they locked his ass up. Yeah. And the rapper that I was dis- I was couldn't think of earlier from Chicago, his name is King Von, and I will not go any further. Oh, that dude is any, real. Yeah, I won't go any yes. further about. Oh, Bly, the Chief yeah, yeah. so is my guy. Yeah. Uh, he is part of that group. Uh-huh. That dude is uh, whatever he's rapping about. Yes. He did that shit. Yes. So I won't go any further and implicate him on anything that he may or may not have done. But if you ever hear that King Von did something and was arrested for something, trust me, he probably did that shit. Um, There's really nobody to say rest in peace to. I mean, the young, the two young gentlemen that he shot or or were shot and killed, rest in peace to them. And don't free YNW Melly until the the proper channels have been done and and you, you prove or don't prove that he did or did not kill these people yeah that's that's as far as i want to go i don't like I don't, I don't like talking about gang violence and people especially people that are not fr- in prison yeah so don't even forget that i said king von people <laughs> people that are listening don't even just d- delete that name from your mind it didn't it wasn't spoken on this podcast yeah and we'll move forward man <laughs> that was an interesting story i i i know some of the things but you really shed some light on it. i'm only aware of the song because yeah. it's you know that's kind of the that was the whole allure of the song it was like when 50 cent came out and they go you know, he got shot nine times. Yeah. And then you go listen to his music to hear him talk about it. It was that kind of thing. But yeah. with this one song about him killing his friend. Yes. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, what <laughs> we're going to do is we're going to get out of this dark. Uh, fr- friend, please don't ever kill me, man. Uh, we're going to get out of this and let's uh, jump into these good vibes. All right, it's time for our good vibe segment. Um, so it's my turn to go first. Uh, so my good vibe this week is when a young Texas woman realized how much her dad's food truck has been struggling in pe- in a pandemic. Um, she made a single post on Twitter asking for help. So Giselle, Giselle and her father Elias um, have a close relationship. So she often been inquiring about his health and business. So it's been hard for Takeda the, the El. El Torito has, yeah, he's admitted daily earnings for the humble Texas food truck have been as low as $60 to $40, to even $20 for a full day's work. Mm. When Elias mentioned to his daughter that revenue on Saturday was just $6 Jesus. After, paying, after putting in a 12-hour shift, she was stunned. People don't have any money, man. She told CNN, I just said, well... We have nothing to lose. I decided to make the tweet that day. The 21-year-old wrote on social media, I wouldn't normally do this, but my dad's taco truck business is struggling. He only sold $6 worth of food today. If you could retweet, I would appreciate you so much. Mm. Her plea to the world worked. By Sunday night, her post had been retweeted over 2,000 times. Giselle told her, told her, dad, told, told her dad um, he, shouldn't probably, he should probably get ready for some new customers. By 8 a.m. the next day, he had a line of customers waiting for his fresh tortas cabanas, and some had hey, been friend. had been waiting there since six in the morning. Yeah, yeah man, my people. Spanish is getting a little better. Oh, yeah. uh, I only listen to the Spanish uh, radio channel now oh, okay. on radio, so I was yeah. like, I've been I uh, learned some new songs. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's helping me out with learning some of the words. Hearing, so some, hearing, hearing some bad boni? 
No, no, no. I listen to um, Aventura oh, and okay, okay. Uh, Prince Royce. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so you, like, was, you, like, you like that soft shit. That yeah, Ro- yeah. Romeo love, Santos. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Make you want to dance. <laughs> oh. It's like, boom, boom, tinkle, boom, boom, tinkle. I love Romeo it. Sports, <laughs> gonna sky a sign. I like I like the turn up music. You like turn up music. I, I like, like I like I like I like the dance. I want to dance. That's when you get your woman, and you just teach her how to do. You can move your hips oh, and everything. Rico Suave. Yeah, man. <laughs> Talk uh, about it. Yeah. So uh, it was such a busy period that Elias even had to close the truck for a short while in order to restock. What you know? That's crazy when you getting so much business with. Yeah, I run to go buy some yeah, buns I or go whatever to, the store. <laughs> to restock to restock up. I remember that happened when Popeye's chicken sandwich craze, man. People started bringing their own buns. That's it's like, man, we ran out of buns. So if you bring a bun, we got everything but the buns. Yeah. What a time. Yep. Wasn't uh, that this year? That was earlier this year. What a year, man. That was earlier this year. <laughs> um, so in a short while to restock, luckily, Giselle was able to help out the orders that day. During her Monday shift, Giselle estimated that more than 100 customers came through for Mexican specialties. Mm. I'm so moved because finally people know this food is good. There were so many people, and my dad was kind of shocked because he didn't think there would be a turnaround that quickly. Yeah. Social media, man. Oh, yeah. Just put out there, hey, my dad has his truck. Come find some delicious food. There's this documentary I haven't watched yet called The Social Dilemma, and I think it, prob- I think it tackles like people's obsession with phones and apps and all this kind of yeah. stuff. But that's a hard one for me. I'm going to sit down and watch it to really formulate my thoughts because I, I could be completely wrong. But there's so much money to be made using these apps yeah. that even if you're on your phone all day looking at pictures, scrolling, you're like a zombie and everything like that, if you use it the right way, mm-hmm. in an instance like this, for promotion and all these kind of things, you can really improve your life using social media. Yeah. Now, if you're not doing any of those kind of things, then yes, you are just kind of wasting your day and being a zombie and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But in the case like this, she used it, she made a viral promotion, mm-hmm. and now people just... Her father just needed the light shed on him. Right, exactly. If the food is great and nobody's coming, nobody, you know, it doesn't matter. You're not but promoting now, yourself. Exactly. Yeah. But now you get that light shed on you. And when they show up, the product matches the promotion. Yeah. Then now he has returning customers. Yep. Maybe he can stop being a card at some point. He build, he buys a building, you know? Yeah. And now he becomes an established building, of an established business with a name yeah. all off of a tweet. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know what they say when you try to start a business, you need to let people know what you're promoting or what you're trying to Absolutely. sell to people for them to... Nobody's going to know if you don't tell them. Absolutely. Yep. So since then, Giselle has helped her dad set up an Instagram account for his business. Nice. Um, so the long lines look like they're not about to stop anytime soon. Um, comments are coming in from around the world that echo the sentiment of, uh, I'm guessing this is some famous person in France. Wish you could ship us to ship it ship it to us in France. Mm. This is a person from France. Yeah. Um, that's you know, if this food is this good, I want I want. I mean, they have a picture of it. it looks. Delicious. I don't. I don't like guacamole. Um, Crazy. Yeah, I don't like guacamole. It just doesn't taste like anything to me. I don't. I don't uh, see. Then you haven't had the right. I don't guacamole. see the reason of it being so delicious. And what's what's fresh and delicious? But it doesn't taste like anything to you. To you, it doesn't taste like anything. It's like it's like eating a pear. It doesn't. doesn't what do taste. you? You don't think pears taste like anything? No. What are you, cri- oh. <laughs> Fran? You are the oddest duck, man. You are the oddest little duck. You don't think pears taste like anything? No. Wow. Continue with your good vibes, man. Now, that was it. Good. Okay, yeah. Congratulations <laughs> to this food cart and to this father and son, I mean, father and daughter duo. That's great. Guacamole's delicious, and pears are also great, man. Okay. You never had a pear salad? No. Oh, my God. The fruit, the goat cheese. Thing. Yeah, man. Fruit and cheese go really well together. So, yeah, I guess you didn't taste the pear too much. Of course you taste the pear. It's the sweet. It's the sweet. Okay. Jesus, man. Anyway, my good vibe story <laughs> this week is a little bittersweet. Um, 
I think it's beautiful, but it's really sad. Uh, it's the story of a nurse who arranged for a plane to fly a dying father to see his son play football one last time. Okay, Scott Sullivan is a terminally ill man with uh, cancer, and uh, his son Cade was about to play football for the opening season opener of his football high school football team when he got a surprise from his dad. Okay, so uh, for a father and son, a hug at the first game of the football season is a special moment. For Scott and Cade Sullivan, it was the moment of a lifetime. Scott Sullivan of Somerset, Kentucky, was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer after being admitted to the hospital for abnormal lab results in early August. Sullivan was diagnosed with leptomeningeal carcinomatosis. Oh, jeez. Wow. Uh, a complication of cancer in which the disease spreads to the membrane surrounding the brain and mm. spinal cord. Wow. Sounds very painful. Yeah. According to the National Institute of Health, even with treatment, overall survival is approximately two to four months. Mm. And he got this news in August. Wow. Just kind of sprung on him. Jeez, yeah. man. The doctors gave the 50-year-old Sullivan only a few weeks to oh Jesus. Only a few weeks to live and discharged him to hospice care. As he continued to battle his illness at home, all he wanted to uh, was to live long enough to see his son's first football game of his sophomore year at Pulaski County High School. So he asked his nurse, Jeffrey Humphrey, of Hospice of Lake Cumberland, if it was possible. Sullivan and Humphrey had developed a friendship quickly. Both had children around the same age who had played uh, played sports at rival schools. Uh, but she she could not recommend his request. Uh, the first game, the first game, I think it's he because it says Jeff Jeffrey, unless that's a unisex name, which that's news to me. But it says she. But she could not recommend his request. The first game of the season was an away game in Belfry, a three and a half hour drive away and not suitable for ho for a hospice patient. Uh, Humphrey went on to say, I thought, you know, you're you're talking seven or eight hours in the car. And I know. I, and I said, I don't know how safe that would be or how realistic. Scott, Sull Scott Sullivan then uh, boarded a, a flight arranged by the nursing staff and everything like that. She figured out a way to make it happen, and she reached out to a nearby airport. Within, da uh, within days, a local dentist named Dr. Denny Brummett offered to fly Sullivan to the game on his personal plane. So there's a, a photo of him on the plane uh, getting ready to fly to his son's game. Mm -hmm. uh, Sullivan was overcome with emotion by the news. Uh, words could not put in... Words could not be put into sentences or phrases to describe how I felt that, that at that time, he said. Uh, I was just so happy to see my son. Oh, Jesus Christ. On September 11th, Humphrey, Brummett, Sullivan, and Sullivan's girlfriend boarded the plane for game day. Instead of sitting in the stands, they sat on a hill away from all the fans as an extra precaution. I guess for coronavirus. Uh, when Cade Sullivan saw his father... He ran up the hill and hugged him with all his might. The elder Sullivan says it was a magical moment because they created a memory that his son will always be able to remember when he's gone. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. Uh, you just could not help but cry, Humphrey said. He just embraced him so hard and it was just so and was just so thankful to be there. Sullivan hopes he will have the chance to make it to his son's next football game on Saturday. Jesus Christ. Um that was meant to be good vibes, but that was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, that's a bittersweet, beautiful moment that that young man gets to have for the rest of his life. But, oh, my God. Um, then it's on 9-11. That just... Um, 
you know, prayers to this family, prayers to Cade and pray, prayers to Scott. Uh, you know, I like to think people can beat the odds. Yeah. And maybe Scott will be one of those people who, I will beat, hope so. who, who beats these odds, man. Um, but prayers to him and, you know, hope he gets to see his, his kid play football again. That would, yeah. be, that would be beautiful. Um, that's all I got this week. I think I owned you on the... Uh, on the roller coaster thing, I think I think I made you look foolish and Wrong, and I was victorious in that small debate. Very false. And we learned some stuff about YNW Melly. Disturbing things. Yeah. And uh yeah, the Patreon video should be coming soon. There'll be Wet Ass Podcast Challenge available to everyone in the near future. And I wanna say a really quick special shout out to Pen Fifteen. It's a great show on Hulu. It is one of my favorite shows. It came out uh, last year and the first season is really funny but they took it up a notch for the second season it went from this funny kind of sketchy silly show to I genuinely believe this show is probably now comparable if they keep going on the way that they are with the second season it's comparable to like a Wonder Years or one of those really formidable uh, teenage shows that really depicts a boy meets world anything like that I think this show could be on that level because they went from funny to really endearing and personal and real about what it's like to grow up and the challenges of, I like this person, they don't like me, or I'm gay and I don't know how to, you know, all of these kind of things all came into play from a show that was just a silly show. Now it's become this really beautiful personal show in the second season. And um, I just want to give a round of applause to both uh, the two creators of the show, the very talented um, women and um, very happy of the progression of the show. And I recommend that show to anybody. It, it really took a big leap this past season. I think that's all I got, friend, unless you got, you know, if you want to recommend some music or I don't know. Oh, uh, no. Okay, cool. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.